I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I run Hip Hop by the Numbers on Twitter. We use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I'm director of the Fifth Element. I highlight Fifth Element Hip Hop with its knowledge. So, typed a text to a girl I used to see, saying that I chose this cutie pie with whom I want to be. And I apologize if this message gets you down. Then I CC'd every girl that I'd CC around town. I hate to see you all frown, but I'd rather see her smiling. Wetness all around me, true, but I'm no island. Sticking in the digits. Now, let me explain. <laughs> no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. This is funny. This is funny. <laughs> hanging out with my friends. Hanging out. With... Hey, that's Andre, man. It's not me. That's Andre. Damn. So anyway, so anyway, hanging out with my friend during the week. Haven't seen her in like 18 months, right? She says, so I tuned in to your uh, Instagram live when you did the podcast with Charlie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. How'd you, how'd you find it? Like, she's like, yeah, it was really good. I'll tell you what, boy, that Charlie... He's fucking cute. Shit. And I was like, so that's the f- that is the fifth girl now. <laughs> that is the fifth girl in my life who has said, so I'm not the international, that was international players anthem. Charlie, Charlie's lit up over here in Australia. If Charlie ever wants to travel to Australia, he will never have to rent a room. He is well sorted. He's fucking lit up. And I looked at her and I was just like... You don't know how many women have told me this now. <laughs> Charlie's killing it. Bruh. Oh, so there is, you know, this is very, uh, very apt, very apt song, apt title. We have a player, we have a player in our midst, ladies and gentlemen. We have a ladies, we have an international ladies man. Oh. I don't know if he knows this. I don't know much about Charlie's personal life, but fuck me. Oh man! Hi Ben, how's your week been? What have you been listening to this week? I'm nervous about that, bro. I was mad nervous about that. I'm like, firstly, I fucked the intro up, and then secondly, I was, I was like, I don't know how Charlie's gonna react to this. I told my parents about it. I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen here. I'm just gonna come in with this. So yeah, but there, there we have it. You don't have to react, man. You don't have to react. I think that's part of your appeal. Uh, ratings, yeah, no ratings. Humble. <laughs> solid solid 9.5 out of 10. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm a tea pebble <laughs> roofer. <laughs> let, me, um, oh. let me hit you all with my favorite albums of the week. Yeah, what you got? What you got? Um, <laughs> so this week was a lot of mid, man. There was so much mid that came out this week. But uh, Code of the Friend dropped everything. And this mm. this album, I needed this album so badly. Oh, man. It is, it is everything. Like... It, ugh, I was just listening to it on uh, when it dropped on Friday and I was driving back from, I'd gone for a drive and I was just in a terrible mood. But man, Coda like basically bottled the essence of the beach mm. on this album or a warm Saturday night sitting on the floor of your room with a woman you love eating baked feta cheese. Like that's how I felt and I've had that experience. That it was just like, feta cheese. oh me. man, right. uh, what did you say? No, it was peas over here with a fit of cheese, shit. Oh man, I love it. I love it. So that was just this album was just incredible. It's 
it's love, it's joy, it's strength, it's there's a lot of maturity. Coda's words on being there for his child despite the demands of his music career just resonated heavily. I don't have children, man. It just resonated. It was like, you know, all this music stuff's not going to last. Your family's going to last. His pro-relationship words, his positive words towards women was such a breath of fresh air. It was like, okay, this man actually has been with women. Like, he knows women. It was just, I don't know, man. I, I really love this album. I would highly recommend people go listen to it. There's a lot of warmth on it. He said it had to be positive vibes. I think I, I ran the numbers last night, and I think they are 85% is just positivity and love. Nice. So uh, I adore it. I adore that album. Shout out to Coda. And he put out some stuff, uh, a tweet about just being blackballed in the industry and how the industry doesn't fuck with him. So go support him if you can. Uh, MVO, where do I hide when I'm alone? I hope it's how I pronounce uh, MVO. Uh, shout out to Mark Does Music on IG who DM'd me his album. Now, Mark will be listening to this. Uh, I didn't have high expectations because I'm a really jaded, cynical person when people send me random stuff. So that makes this album even better because I was not expecting it to be good. It's freaking amazing, man. The beats are super clean. Uh, MVO, an expert on holding attention. His use of auto-tune is masterful. Lyrical content was my favorite. It was really deep and affecting getting into mental health, getting into just the, the pressures of being alive in general. Uh, it's a vibe, man. It's a vibe. 52 minutes got me heavily into my feels. Best track's the opener, I found. Uh, the, the verse from Lil M. Fmari. I'm not sure how to pronounce that name. That was, uh, that was great. Fuck, man. I love this album. Uh, Dej Loaf dropped a project. It's a setup, four-track EP. I wrote here, yeah, yeah, so I wrote here uh, a four-track EP from hip-hop's most confusing contemporary female artist. Like, I I don't know where Dage Loaf, she heated the the, the entire game up in 2014 with Try Me. She has a really unique voice, style. Everything about Dage Mm. Loaf is unique and different and should work, should definitely work. Then we just got this random sprinkling of singles and a couple of mixtapes, and they were great, but they weren't outstanding. And this EP is like it's four tracks. The first three are really great, uh, and the, and again, that's confused me even more because they really highlight that she would be perfect in this climate. She would just really slay. And the fourth track, I don't understand. It's just poorly mixed. It, the beat is good, and the and Dej Loaf is great on it, but. The mixing is just not very good. I don't know what's going on there. But maybe Dej Loaf is indie right now. I haven't checked out a label situation, but we've she has a classic in her, and I'm just waiting for it to drop. I don't know when it's going to come. But uh, I would recommend mm. if you've never listened to Dej Loaf, check this project out, and I think you'll like her. She's fucking amazing, man. She, she Six years ago, we were all talking about her. I don't know what happened. Uh, Gorilla Twins... Never heard of this collab before between Ill Bill and Nems. It's just gritty, aggressive New York boom bap. A lot of shock rap, a lot of violence. Uh, great listen. Supply and Demand was my favorite track, but the closer, Adios, with Immortal Technique. Shout out Immortal Technique. That's fire. Uh, needed that. KSI, Dissimulation. Now, I don't really know KSI from YouTube. I, I'd never heard of him before Friday. But a lot of people uh, were shitting on him, so I knew I had to spin the album. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you just came in perfect timing there. What's the deal with KSI? I don't get it. Like, everyone was shitting okay. on him. So, okay. So, 
I have a unique, I think, unique relationship, like, with KSI, because I was a fan of him from, like, when when he was, like, day one YouTube. Like, he was doing just FIFA videos, um, and, like, these mad funny edits that have aged absolutely poorly, but at that time it was mad funny. Um, Now that I've grown up a bit um, and realising, you know, more about identity and stuff like that, Watching that shit back is some, oi, oi, it's so, it's, it's mad cringe, it's mad cringe, so, um, yeah, YouTube-wise, I haven't been, I've, I haven't been into, with that said, I haven't been into KSI since he, uh, maybe, like, a time, like, after the Harlem Shake, uh, craze, don't you remember that, I forgot what year that was, like, 2013, something like that, so, yeah, after yeah. that, I kind of went off KSI, and, you know, he's been going up, you know, he's had, he's had shows, he's obviously, like, he's, you know, he's a, I think he's the UK, uh, UK's only YouTube millionaire, uh, like from uh, from money perspective nice. or something like that. Um, so yeah, he's doing his thing, and uh, you know, respect to him. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just, um, I've, I haven't fucked with him in a in a good while. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's just that's just how it's. But yeah, he, he has music apparently. So continue. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I won't get too deep into it. It's all right. It's a decent listen. Um, the beats are okay, and the features are pretty good. So you know, I don't know the whole backstory. So that's that's my yeah. I feel like know, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like he has features. Like so, you know, if you don't like him, you're you're bound to like the features. And I feel like that's mm. the kind of thing. He's just like you know, you know, let me step in the back door. Let me get, let me get on the phone to some of these people. You know, they rate me stuff like that. Let's get him in the yeah. booth. And, you know, if yeah. you like whoever's featured on that, then you're going to listen to that. Then he hopes you're going to listen to that song. It's, it's, it's very, yeah, it, I can see it. It's very in your face, but I'm just like, I'm not, I don't, I don't know anybody that's here for KSI bars. So that's just, that's just me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you know, make your own decisions on those ones. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to go back to it, but it was okay. Uh, I had it above Styles P's album, Styles David. Wow. Which uh, really, yeah, I know. I know. Look. <laughs> Look, man, this one was a rough one. Um, Fresh and burn. I think that I think Styles P pound for pound is one of the most damaging lyricists in the game. When he gets into his storytelling bag, his savage bag, I think he's peerless. Like uh, maybe Fifties got him out outside of that, or Jada Kiss. But like on this release, it's like everything is just turned down from ten to six. Uh, the skit from It's The Real. Shout out It's The Real. I love It's The Real, man. You guys are legends. If you, Well, you're not listening, but I love you. Uh, but it just sounds tired and by the numbers over this over this song, this album. And as generic production loops, they don't really knock. Homies is a good song. Backpack Rap is a good song. Time. Uh, Truth Be Told is a great song. Really gets into some emotion and some uh, some dark thoughts and feelings. I like that. Jadakiss, the problem is, man, Jadakiss comes in. And he just spits, like, it's not even, he's not even spitting. It's just an acapella. And he's just on the phone. He's like, oh, yeah, I wanted to come in and record, but I couldn't. So I'll just give you some bars. He renegades the whole album. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, and I love, this is not hating on Styles P. I fucking love Styles P. I would even put him above Jadakiss some days. But I'm just like, what is this, man? Like, I don't know. It was just disappointing. So that was a bit mid. Young MA's Red Flu. Bro, someone needs to explain Young MA to me. I I don't understand her. Like, it's like she occasionally finds a pocket of content that's interesting, like Angels vs. Demons on this tape, which is the standout. But even then, it's not near the level of the others in that lane. Like, 
This week alone, we had OMB PZ, TJ Porter, Schooley, and Bino Rideau dropped better lyrical projects. That's one week. One week. I don't, I just don't get it, you know? And when she isn't in a deeper content bag, her bars go down like red, lead balloons. Like, she says, I'm tired of flexing on them. It's exhausting. Neck on faucet, bad bitches on it. Or, ain't got no wife, no kids, but I got hundreds, twenties, tens. I'm throwing, she throwing that ass, I'm throwing that cash. Like, what is this? What What the fuck, man? It's just so generic. You, I thought she was up next. And it's just, and then Bad Bitch Anthem, she ruins. It's a great song, really great song, good content. The chorus is just, pussy on Febreze, and she keep it bald, Mr. Clean. <coughs> You're 28, young MA. Grow the fuck up, bro. What is this? Sh- yeah, see? <sighs> That is and close. and that would, it's just, oh man. But then, it wasn't the worst album of the week because that goes to Gunner's Wanna. What the <laughs> fuck is this? I mean, at least with Nav album, he wasn't. He's not skilled, so it makes sense that it's not tier, top tier quality. But Gunner actually sounds like he can exert some presence and authority. But there's nothing of substance on this album. There's nothing like. The lyrical content, man, again, Met Gala's got to be the most generic song of 2020. This bitch let me fuck. This shit went to her brain. She know I'm a beast. It ain't easy to tame. She squirt on my sheets while I beat out her frame. And then the next song is Nasty Girl on camera. She says, she freaky from the passenger seat. Shorty want to suck it when I speed. Fuck on your wife because she like it when we cream. Digging in her body, got he busting on the sheet. Bro, come on. That sounds like oh. shit from the 2000s, man. Like early 2000s. What are we doing? Like literally turn of what the, the f- millennium 2000s. Fucking hell. What the fuck are we doing in 2020, man? It's going to go number one. It's like these artists know they're going to go number one. They're just like, man, fuck it. I'll just say that it's the dumbest, most generic sh- That's garbage. <laughs> I- I'm sorry. I don't- I'm just sorry. It's lazy. It's weak. I, I don't like to hate, man. I don't like to hate. If you see me on Hip Hop Numbers, you know I love to spread love and positivity and, and lift up artists. But I hate this shit. I can't stand it. What the fuck? Oh, God, man. Yeah, get it away from me. Anyway, sorry. That was the worst album maybe of this year. It's worse than Nav's album, man. It's well, garbage. Well, reckon, <coughs> reckon them up. Um, isn't that, isn't that like, I swear you just referenced one of the topics we're going to get into, um, low key, but, uh, yes. we'll, 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 we shall see. Um, yeah, so, uh, I didn't get into many as I'd like to, um, just, uh, just cause I, I was bad, I was busy this week. Um, but I did manage to get onto that code, the friend, everything. Um, I don't yeah. know if you've listened to photo, the, uh, his previous album. Um, but Not it's, extensively. It, it's, it's literally, it's literally this, it like, like, Co the friend has this vibe, and it's a, such a shame that you that you like just put me onto the fact that he might be, might be blackballed, or he's claiming that he's being blackballed. Right? Mm. That is depressing because like Co the friend is probably one of like the just from a like a whole overall presentation like is one of the best out right now in my mind like the Great. like if you if you if you go on to the EP that he dropped earlier this year that is still one of my favorite EPs this year and that's obviously saying something cuz as I've said several times this past few months it's been a shitload of EPs this year and a shitload of good ones at that and you know lyrics to go to volume 1 slapped like he 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 produced some bars on there 
but not even with that with him it's like like you said the positivity is there like the just the the fact that he can you know he's effortlessly um campaigning to the women and the men i feel like anybody can listen to this and just vibe to it you know it's got it's got chill hot beats behind it but also has some modern production on top you know it's it's just such a good mix of everything that that I personally love right now. Um, and yeah, man, just shout out to Coat the Frame with this bloody album. It's it's clean. It is super, super yeah. clean. Um, definitely it, probably <laughs> maybe like the best album this month. Um, if I'm just, if I'm looking correctly, you know, well, it's, it's definitely up there, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it'll probably make the, probably, you know, make definitely the shortlist for the album list. Um, Depends depend on how many numbers I do, but yeah, man, it's it's definitely up there. Like it, the the song with um, the f- the features are clean. Um, obviously, I told I told you about the Joey and the Bars one uh, on BQE, and I was just like, I was I was super surprised of how much Bars just waxed uh, Joey. I was just like, wow, that that, that was a, that was an upset. That was an upset because you know I I hold Joey spit, Badass man. in high esteem. Um, compa- uh, I think uh, you know same with most people. Um, but yeah, I and I'm also one of those people that probably underrate bars a little too much. Um, I have listened to his stuff, um, but I, I don't know. I, I, it just, but there's something there clearly. Um, and that, that particular track it just hit me like a baseball bat. Um, Toby Lou on one. Kyle was actually not too bad uh, on Always. Um, I'm not that. I wasn't really that big into Kyle when he was popping a couple of years ago. Um, but man, yeah, it was pretty good on that. And Braxton Cook as well. Shout out to him. And obviously, uh, uh, Lil Kota <laughs> at the end of it. That was just a, a perfect, just a perfect, like calm ending. Just bring your kid on and get them to say the chorus. It was, it was lovely, and it warmed my heart. So, you know, you got the summer vibes. You got the calm vibes. It's just, ugh, it's great. Shout out to Coda Friend. I don't know if I've gassed an album that much in a while, but yes, it's great. Um, just overall, Coda the Friend is just my it's just my vibe right now. It's, it's great. Um, Pete Rock and Camp Low, 80 Blocks from Tiffany's 2. Um, so, obviously, Pete Rock, one of the greatest producers of all time. Camp Low, one of the most underrated duos of all time, actually. Um, if you, none of you have listened to Uptown Saturday Night, please go listen to that. It slurps. It's an absolute classic. Um... This one, however, mm, while I I enjoyed like the the first few tracks off this, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm getting it, I'm getting it. Um, but the 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 content kind of switches into a lane that I'm just I don't know if it's the content itself or just how they how they're like presenting it. Um, it was just uh, it just I don't know, it was a bit off kilter to me. Um. So yeah, you know, you have that Pete Rock production, and you always have like the skits at the ends of every track, and you know, you you know what you're getting on that front. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. So it was kind of it was, it was kind of odd. Um, there's so, there are some good features on here. Um, Talib Kweli comes in for one. Uh, let me load up the trackers right quick. Uh, uh, MOPs in one. Mac Miller on Megan Good um, was actually a bit odd to me because it was just it 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 reminded me of like a. It reminded me the the verse itself reminded me of like Mac Miller of old and not like recent Mac Miller, you know, because obviously he had that feature on like um the obviously posthumous feature on the uh on the Free Nationals album and that seemed like it was a recent Mac Miller recording. This seems like because the 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 whole track is about basically you know for bitches and all that stuff and, and you know it's creative 
um, I guess, but yes, it's just a, some lyrics were just a bit, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Absol's on one, uh, Tyler Woods, and uh, who else, and Uncle Murder. So yeah, you know, it's okay, not my favourite, I, I think I, I was expecting a little more in terms of quality, um, it's not really there for me, uh, but you know, shout out to Camp Lone, uh, P-Rock, of course, you know, so uh, on, on paper, it was OP um, in, uh, I guess, what's the word, um, um, outcome, yeah, 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 uh, Pistol McFly, uh, the, the only paint me when I'm ugly, um, so I, I, I went to see, uh, Blue in Exile last year, and Pistol McFly, as a member of Dirty Science at the time, I don't know about now, because, uh, didn't say Dirty Science on the, on the record, so I just, I don't know, um, he was there as well, and, uh, I really enjoyed it, I really enjoyed his performance when he was, when he was up on stage, um, he basically constantly talks about weed, and, uh, and that kind of stuff, and, you know, what's happening around him kind of thing, um, it was very interesting, like, I really liked his albums from last year, uh, uh especially Road Trip, um, on this one, however, I was a little, uh, meh, a little, little off on it, to be honest. Um, the content dipped to somewhere else, and, you know, while I'm down for, you know, talking about something else, um, I, I don't know, uh, I, and, and also the presentation of, like, you know, having this, uh, I don't know, it's like an R&B tinge to it, and, you know, it's, he's had that before. Um, in previous works I've I've listened to, because I went to, I went back to listen to the couple more, and I was just like, so he has done this before, but I don't know why it didn't hit in this time. Um, so yeah, it's a bit it's a bit odd. So I don't really know where he wants to go sound wise. I think that's the problem here for me personally. Um, but yeah, you know, shout out to Pistol Fly regardless. Um, you know, he's he's a clean artist. Um, I'm just uh, I don't know, just wasn't really into this uh, particular record. And uh, lastly, King Yan's uh, Homemade Volume 2. Shout out to Mansoy, uh, uh, well, he unknowingly put me onto this, he, he shared it. Um, and uh, I just uh, thought I'd get into it, because why not? It was like 23 minutes, so I was like, I have some time to kill, why not? Um, he's from Northwest London, um, so uh, he, you're going to get some, you're going to get some drill vibes. You're going to get some, um, I, I guess, uh, I, don't, I don't know how you, how you want to word it, but... Um, uh, I, I say like this, there's some there's some songs that I would actually love to see live, um, number one especially, and uh, the first track switched on me, More Life is a good, is a good you know, feel-good bop, very vibesy bop, um, and yeah, apart from that though, like, you know, stuff like Militant Bop, Glide, um, 2 Plus 2 is okay, I don't know, and uh, actually Hustle, I really like the last track, that was actually quite good, um, shout out to SAV on the feature on that, it was really good, but, um, yeah, I think it was a bit, it was a bit hit and miss for me, personally, um, but, um, you know, I think worth listening, especially if you're, you know, if you're, um, you know, upcoming London artist, um, so shout out to King Yens on that front, um, do, do, keep, keep doing what you're doing, honestly, it's, 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 it's solid, but, um, yeah, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of middle of the road for me, and I feel like that's, obviously been the case for my for both for both of us uh this week on, on the music front um but anyway we shall get to the topics of uh, this episode um because well we 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 have uh we've we've had like a we were having talks about just obviously what to do this for this particular episode and we were just like um there was a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff i guess well, we're trying. What we're going to try and do this episode is kind of shoot down a lot of small things in in one go, um, because I feel like you know sometimes we have topics that we can get into, 
uh, excuse me, but um, they're not, I don't know, substantial enough, I guess, for a whole episode. So um, Ben has written down a couple, um, a couple like small topics that we're, we're going to jump on and just uh, give our, you know, just general thoughts on them. Um, I, I don't really have a title for this still um, in terms of what we're going to call this because, you know, we might do this again sometime, you know, never know. Um, but uh, yeah. We're just uh, we're just going to shoot off a shoot off some small some small existential questions here and there, and uh, we'll see how we go. So, uh, up uh, the floor is yours, Ben. Which one do you want to go for first? Uh yeah. I mean, I think we should do something like this just periodically because you're right. Like there are some topics that are happening or that we come across that we're like, yeah, we're probably not going to get an hour out of it, but we could just chat about it. The one, <coughs> excuse cool. me, that I found really interesting was. Um, with regards to backpack wrap and the uh, yeah the situation uh, yes. that I don't know if you want to talk about that, but um I found it interesting. Well, and I think it's something that we could actually unpack. Yeah, if you if you want if you're comfortable reading it out, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm comfortable because uh, I'll just give the background. <laughs> I, yeah, so yeah, I mean, shout to yeah, so shout oh, to a Jonah. Um, on a uh, 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 part of uh, weirdrap.com, uh, just a shout out for that. Uh, he sent me and Ben an email uh, early a couple of days ago on just the 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 concept and the term uh, backpacker rap. Now, I I we were trying to figure out like trying to think back to when have we mentioned that? I don't think I personally have. I think Ben has. Um, and there was also uh, an episode of In Search of Source where that's literally one of the uh, topics that we talk about, uh, what topics that they talk about. I don't know if I was on the episode or not. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's, let me just uh, read this email right quick and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, hello, Ben and Charlie. Have a good time listening to DITD and hearing your takes on rap music. I think it's safe to say we have very, uh, caps lock, very uh, different tastes, but I still enjoy hearing your perspectives. Hmm. You might consider some yeah. of these eyes, uh, quote-unquote, backpacker rap, which is a term that I wish you and other others would quit using, because it means different things to different people. At the time of the term's inception, it was derogatory, and nobody would self-identify as a backpacker. But as time went on, it came to, it came to have various meanings. To some people, it means any rap that wasn't mainstream in the late 90s. To others, it means a certain artsy... Uh, 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 forward slash uh, experimental style that became popularized by Def Jux. To others, it was more West Coast sound associated with Project Bloat, Hieroglyphics, or Living Legends, who literally sold tapes and CDs out of their backpacks. While others consider it to be more a general rapping about rapping style, and I could go on. Suffice to say, it just annoys me when I hear people using the term as if it has a universally understood definition. Anyway, the stuff in his companies towards uh, the RC experiment side of rap, hope you will, da, 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 and he posts his tinks. Um, so, yeah, he obviously gives a couple of, um, you know, explanations as to, you know, definitions and stuff like that. I think it's I think it's worth a conversation. Well, obviously, we're going to conversate about it for a bit mm. here. Um, it is interesting because I actually... Do, I, well, it actually, initially, I'll ask you. I'll ask you this just to kick it off. Like, what did you? What would you have classed, or what do you still class as um, backpack rap? Because obviously, you you uh, responded to this when I initially lashed it to you. I think that there isn't really a backpack rap like an all-encompassing term or an artist that would define it in 2020, yeah, no. and I don't think there has been for a while. You know, I think, I think 
the the way the reason I found this really interesting was the first time I was really exposed to backpack rap was Kanye West, and it was more about an artist not doing gangster rap and not so much not being mainstream, but taking hip hop in not a conscious direction because that's what I found out later. Uh, I'll talk about it in a sec, but with Kanye West, it was like he was just really left of center. Like he was wearing the polo shirts, pink polos, you know, the backpack or the Gucci backpack or Louis backpack or whatever. And then obviously like Lupe came in, Kid Cudi came in and it was kind of like, we're not doing gangster rap. We're doing something a little bit different. And it was hard to really define, but you could you could kind of see the artist that was doing it, if that makes sense. Like, it's really hard to say, this is exactly what backpack rap sounds like. And anyone who sounds like this is backpack rap, it was more like, these are the artists that seem to be embodying this spirit. Now, when I went back and listened to, I watched Hip Hop Evolution, I realized that mm. uh, in the late 90s, it was kind of like a term that uh, Talib and et cetera, et cetera, were talking about in ciphers, where they were, I'm not sure about like, they were definitely not commercial. That was that was key. It was underground, and it was it was the art of lyricism, and yeah. it was the the conscious rap, the political rap, the just the getting up at a cipher and just not getting booed off stage, and that was backpack rap. And so, obviously, my knowledge of the term, I must have just thrown. I, I don't even remember saying. I'm I I assume I've only can only assume that I said it with regard to Kanye. Uh, because that's when it was popularized. But the the thing that really interested me about this conversation is, yes, I agree there is probably a rich history to that that term that I'm not uh, aware of and that I just threw out there, you know, because that was my exposure to the term. But at what point, at what point does an artist just or or something just take over a term? Like, do you know what I'm trying to say here? Like. Like if if ninety five percent of hip hop fans know backpack rappers Kanye West, right? Is it right to criticize people for calling Kanye West backpack rap when he was at one point he embodied that? Like, is it is does that mean that the term has changed meanings? Does that mean it doesn't mean what it used to mean? Is it different now? Like, what do you th- feel about that? I mean, this is a conversation that we can have for a lot of things. You know, like yes, what definitely. is a uh, like what it what is uh, conscious rap or uh, as uh, someone asked on Twitter recently, uh, what what is female rap like literally what what is it what what does that even mean? Um, yeah. So you know I think I feel like that's the case for a lot of these terms. What is mumble rap? You know stuff like that. Um, mm, there's always the there's always yeah. I think that's always the question that's always worth trap asking. Trap is another like, one. Yeah. Trap is another one. For sure. Yeah, that, that's so all-encompassing now. It's literally just, as if you just, it's literally hip-hop music right now. Is basically how you can word it. But yeah, you know, there's a lot of. I think I feel like with these labels, and I feel like that's the you know the heart of this particular conversation is just about the the way we label stuff, and um, you know I feel like it's more about. Um, it branches off more to about being about identity and how you see yourself. You're like, because, you know, because for me personally, when I heard backpack rap, I, similar to you, I was, I did initially, I was initially thinking of like, you know, Kid Cudi, XV, those type of people, because XV XV literally wore a green backpack, you know, and that was supposed to be, that was supposed to be the name of his uh, debut album. Um, 
but yeah, like same to you, uh, same as you when I was watching Hip Hop Evolution and that particular episode about you know the new underground of most of uh, Mos and Talib and uh, 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 I forgot the I forgot the place in LA, but uh, yeah, th- those those kind of people. Um, and uh, actually, he referenced in the email, but yeah, uh, there's there's a lot okay to to that. So, but. Pff, like I said, I feel like these these are just uh, the root of it. The root question that we always have to ask in this in this case is just what what are the what are these labels? What are the purpose of these labels? First of all, and uh, you know, answering your question on Kanye, I guess like you know, if it is popular, then it's not backpack rap, right? It's, it's if if that's the case, but you know, that's just for that's just for the sake of argument. Um, to me personally, I just don't really feel like you know stuff like this and asking. You know what is conscious hip hop anymore? To be, you know, to be real, like you know, uh, Two Chains had some conscious songs on his uh, "Rap Will Go to the League" album. He actually did. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, is is Two Chains conscious in the same way you know a Kendrick or a Cole is conscious? No. But you know, they're still they still can sometimes interlope and talk about the same things. So, you know, <laughs> is every is, is everybody conscious? Is certain people conscious? You know, I. Like I said, I think it's all about identity when it comes to that. And, uh, you know, if you feel like you're a part of that, then you're a part of that. Um, if you're not, you're not. And, uh, you know, you can label yourself how you want. Um, obviously, you know, female rap stands. Um, st- by that, I mean stands of f- uh, rappers who are female, who just so happen to be female. They constantly say female rap. And I'm just like, I mean... You're hustling backwards on that front, but that do you? <laughs> do you? Do yeah, you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I think it's just all the the root of all this is basically about identity. I think, and uh, just um, you know, if you want to fit in into a particular thing, then you want to fit into a particular thing, and uh, if it's labelled something, then you want to be part of that particular label. Is is what it is. I can definitely understand the frustration of an artist who, say, in the '90s, was coming up in backpack rap and. And they help to cultivate that and and turn that into a movement, you know. And then all of a sudden in the mid-2000s or the early 2000s, the definition changes. And I'm not saying that your whole identity is tied up in this term backpack rap, but it it might be a movement that you started, you created, or you really helped to push for free a lot of the time, you know. And, And that was a movement. Like Blackstar came out of that, man. Like there's classic music that came out it was an it, it was an important fruitful part of hip-hop's history That's a backpack rap and Bible. then all of us yeah well of course and then all of a sudden kanye west kid cuddy xv etc etc it's, it's more uh it's ver- certainly more Odd colorful future. it's a completely yeah. different yeah it's a completely different direction that they've taken that term and it kind of and i understand this this uh this person's email to us and the frustration because if you've grown up on a specific sound or a specific and you've really identified with that and it's spoken to you and, and you realize the, the hard work they've put in and then all of a sudden, you know, here comes these kids coming in and talking about like, oh yeah, Kanye West created backpack rap. Like, not, I definitely <laughs> didn't say that. I don't want to say that I said that. I'm not that silly. But um, I can understand like the frustration. So it does make sense. But at the same time, it's, it's, a, it's a deeper conversation. It's like, yeah, you're right. How do you label yourself? Do you want to just be defined by one label for the rest of your career? Uh, yeah. And labels change, you know? Like, yeah. T.I. keeps banging his head up against a wall saying that he created trap music and occasionally it gets a bit of engagement. But on the whole, people aren't interested anymore. They're just like, yeah, we know, man. Like, 
trap music's changed and evolved and it's different now it's i can yeah. I, I can totally understand the frustration i can understand the frustration so um yeah that does make sense and uh, i understand that email so thank you for doing that and apologies for being disrespectful <laughs> yeah i, I mean just, just as a final thing on that it's like you know on the evolution front like you know talib and most def are very different to when like even kanye and uh you know an even more broader sense uh well an even more uh, i guess a uh, outside sense uh old future like y- you know you can see you can see uh, you can see where you're, we're coming from on this on this front but bro that music's way different <laughs> so you know mm. it actually evolves and i guess some people that maybe were originators they feel or, or they were there from the beginning and now they're seeing like 10 years later 15 years later that like these people are the new quote unquote backpack rap it's just like you know you can you can feel some type of way so i, I can i completely i completely get it like you know I'm, I'm like that when it comes to you know just the overall sense of what hip-hop is um but mm. that's for that's for another time so uh next topic well the next topic well let's just jump into this because it's a good segue is just the struggle of being underground so I obviously have the hip hop numbers playlist at the moment, and I, I was when I pitched the playlist originally to Charlie, I was like, "Man, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I need a playlist." And we were trying to work out like what a unique selling point could be, and then I realized that I could just I'm I have OCD, and hip hop numbers is a very compulsive thing for me. I could literally just listen to every underground project that people send me, and then find the best tracks and put them on this playlist. So over the last month or six weeks. I've probably listened to over a hundred underground projects uh, all the way through. I listen all the way through. And the thing that has really struck me is firstly, the beat has to be good. Okay. If you're out there and you're an underground artist, the beat has to sound clean. It has to complement your vote. It has to sound freaking good. Otherwise, it does not matter what you're saying. It doesn't matter how you're saying it. The song is not going to be listenable on the whole. I will listen to it, but I'm not going to put it on the playlist because no one wants to listen to it. And that's, you know, you could speak about that. You could talk, you could dissect why that is, you know, whether that's a good or a bad thing, whether it's hurting the purity of the lyricism in hip hop, but it just, the beat has to be good. So my issue then becomes how the hell are underground artists really meant to, like an underground rapper or someone who has a great great lyricism or you know great vocal cadence or something that you know they're using their voice how are they meant to get ahead if they don't have quality production it's you it's a non-starter you're out and that's the frustration also with the mainstream where a lot of artists these days just seem to go and grab the biggest producer and we talked about this on the producer podcast with kodak i think it was kodak black on the zz beat is that what we talked about and just how like Kodak was just like a passenger on that beat and, and the ZZ beat was like the main thing. And so I think the, the, the issue is that unless you have some sort of budget, unless you're able to uh, mix and master your work, unless you're able to make it sound clean sonically, then your career is a non-starter. And that really, really saddens me. I, I don't know what the answer to that is. I mean, it's gotten better. It's certainly gotten better because in the past, however many years, obviously technology's changed, it's become more affordable, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah, it's just frustrating, man. Like I listen to all these, I listen to artists and I'm like, you really have something. You genuinely have something. 
but I just can't put on my playlist because the beat isn't knocking or it's not sounding good or it's it's mixed too low or it's not clean or it's messy or it's just a frustration, man. And I feel for underground artists. I really feel for underground artists. It, it, it really frustrates me. Well, that's kind of just like the thing that happens when it comes to, you know, people that don't have the resources sometimes, I guess, you know? So if you can't, if you, if, if you... And, you know, there's obviously a, a more deeper thing in terms of, you know, who are you kind of thing. But, you know, I know you consume a lot and you, you said, you, excuse me, you said you consume a lot. So, you know, it's understandable. But um, it, it when, when it's doo-doo, it's doo-doo. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't make bones about that kind of thing. And, you know, you, you don't have to email them and say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to put your music on my playlist for these for these reasons why you know oh no, no, <laughs> for, no. for, for these five that. reasons number that. one <laughs> you know i mean you don't you know you don't have to do that so you know if you don't if, if it if you put them on the playlist you put them on the playlist if you don't you don't um and you know but i feel but you know i feel like this is something that um a lot of people not even in music but you know people who want to be filmmakers or you know or drawing drawing whatever you know what i mean there's always mm. sometimes you don't have the resources um or sometimes you don't have the skill or the mm. no, or the technical know-how to do something um not everyone knows how to engineer not everyone knows how to make a well i think everyone knows how to make a can make a beat these days but make a good beat let's just say that um but yeah in more specifics like you know mixing mastering stuff like that it's more there's more to it and people don't account for that kind of stuff um you know people draw and they draw and they draw and i think that's probably the most purest sense of uh some in most art forms because you know you you see you see some people who are who you know draw or paint or whatever you see like them see like one of their paintings from like you know five years ago and then you see it from now and you know it looks op now you know what i mean and it can only get better in that sense but um, with music, obviously, it's a little bit different, and uh, in some ways, it's a little bit easier because you can you can look at the landscape and say, okay, I need this, 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 and this. But you know, when you cut corners, it's 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 prevalent. It's very prevalent. Um, I didn't I didn't want to do podcasts until I had a good mic, and I waited till I got a good mic because <laughs> that's just that's just. Uh, I, you know, for me personally, that's all I need. Um, I'm recording on Audacity right now. Garbage, got got garbage. If I can say, say, let me say it again, garbage. All right, you know, but it's something I have to use, and you know, it it gets the job done. Um, there are some things that don't get the job done, right? So, you know, you have to you have to just weigh up what you have in terms of that kind of in terms of that kind of thing. Um, so. Pfft. Yeah, man. It's, but you know, if you if you can't put them on, you can't put them on. It's just that's just, it's just how it goes sometimes. Maybe, and you know, there's always the next one. There's always the next song. There's always the next EP or album. So you know, it's not it's not the end of the world on that front. My frustration digs into my socialism and the the proletariat podcast, but just the the haves and the have nots, you know, and. It's like a lot of people attach a lot of <laughs> a lot of people look at these great artists that we have in the 
in the mainstream and and you're just like man how are these artists running these numbers up how is little baby doing this when you know and i've the thing is it's just there are a subsection of mainstream hip-hop that are insanely talented i'm not shitting on these people everyone who's doing numbers is talented in some way what i'm trying to say is there are so many people who are so talented and they're just not like, look at Coda, you know, Coda's coming out and saying, like, he's been blackballed. I think I got the tweet up, or oh, I, I had it up, but I, I took it down, and he's just like, you know, the industry's not fucking with me. They're not publishing me on lists. They're not they're not posting my numbers up. Like, they're not, and and he's got 55,000 followers. Look at someone like XV. I mean, I found out I have more IG followers than XV. That's insanity to me, bro. That is crazy. Like, the amount of people who DM me, like rappers who DM me, who I think are incredible and should be getting more shine, and I'm just like, ugh, come on, man, why are you DMing me? Who the fuck am I? Like, you're a legend. Like, you're a you're a, you're an artist. You're a fucking superstar. But they're not because of whatever reason, label reasons. Like, it's mainly labels, man. Mm. So. I guess it's not so mm. much that I want to put everyone on my podcast and I want everyone to have a platform. I don't think that that's possible. It's just, it's almost random the way that it is, everything is assigned. As someone who, and we're, we're going to do yeah. a podcast on like creating for free and, and coming up from zero, et cetera, et cetera. As someone who genuinely did begin at zero and had had no outside help, like I, I've never had anyone run numbers for me. I've never had anyone do images for me like no one's ever promoted my stuff that wasn't free like i never paid anyone i did it all from zero to you know where it is now as someone who understands that grind and that struggle um i just it just makes me sad that i see people who i know are working hard like really hard and they're just not getting there and the only thing I can attribute, and, th- and then I see people who don't work that hard and they do get there. And the only thing I can attribute it to is connections and who you know and what you know and like the people that you've met in your life and how good you are at communicating mm. with those people and coercing them or manipulating them into promoting your stuff. And uh, it just makes me mm. sad. It's, it takes the purity out of it a little bit. And uh, that's, I guess, it's not so much that I want to put everyone on, it's just the frustration that. The purity of it is just diluted by money, by money. The fact that you don't have money, you do have money. If you've got money, you're good, man. You're Gucci, you're fine. If you don't have money, it's a fucking struggle. Like, look at me. Like, I, I you know, Charlie talk about um, microphones and stuff like that. I'm recording on a laptop that I bought $1,500. You know, I paid 100 and something for this mic. Like, I have Excel, I have a, I have money, so I'm good. But if I didn't have money, if I was struggling check to check, I wouldn't have hip-hop numbers. I wouldn't. Like, it wouldn't exist. You guys would not get that content. It would not exist in the world. No one would know that Tyler was the first rapper to go number one who produced and arranged his entire album alone. No one would know that Russ is the only rapper to go platinum with no features. He mixed it himself. He, no one would know this shit if I didn't have money. Think about that for a second. That's crazy to me. That fucks mm. me up. So that's what's frustrating me. Yeah, well, like you said, that's a prelude to um, another episode and uh, we'll probably throw that up on what's good to be yeah, completely we'll honest because uh, I feel like it's obviously very uh, all-encompassing. Um, and uh, But yeah, that's a, good, uh, that's, a good, that's a good prelude for it. And, uh, you know, it spoke <laughs> that spoke a lot to me. Um, so... But yeah, man, it's just a. From what I'll say now, just for you know, not giving everything away already. Now is that you know, 
sometimes it is about I think it really is about who you know and you know the one word the one word that I you know am increasingly beginning to clock in terms of ex- trying to explain all this is nepotism Sim- simple as <laughs> it's just lot of nepotism a lot of nepotism <laughs> just a lot of it you fucking you know you're oh, out God. seriously man next topic well you gotta be lucky <laughs> Um, do we want to talk about cult followings? Because this was an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the list. So, so <laughs> no, no, no. Next topic, no. Pass. <laughs> well, it kind of ties James into Kobe. this. Keep it, moving. It kind of ties into this. So yeah, the reason I got to. down this path was because Fetty Wap was obviously trending last week and uh, I got a lot of traction yeah. on Fetty Wap's talking about Fetty Wap. And Fetty, look, Fetty Wap had an insane... 2015 was it 2016 whatever 2015 i think 14 with trap queen yeah that's when i started uh, clubbing so yeah bro trap queen was everywhere man it was fucking everywhere he had number one album he had number one song he has a diamond song and he just blew the fuck up so i think his first five singles all went top 10 or top 20 or something he dropped like 28 singles after that not a not none of them went None of them even charted on the Hot 100. And I was like, what the fuck happened to Fetty Wap, guys? And people were like, oh, he just dropped out. He didn't make music anymore. I'm like, nah, man. He was pushing shit. He was dropping shit, right? And the the result of that conversation was he just didn't have the fan base, didn't have the strong fan base. Now, I'm going to use another contemporary example. is Jada Kiss versus Styles P and Sheik Luch. Now... LOX were massive, man. LOX were everything back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Styles P broke off, did his solo thing. Uh, Jadakiss too. Sheik did too. Now you look at 2020 and Jadakiss is dropping Ignatius, which went number 12, I think, and is one of the highest reviewed albums of the year. I guarantee you Styles P's album will not get enough reviews to even be on Metacritic. It won't get it. It won't. It, won't. it might not even chart at all. JD Kiss's last album went like number four or something or number eight. I don't know. But that's huge. Those are huge numbers, top 10. So the whole point of this question is how the fuck do, do these do these people build cult followings? That's what I don't get. It's like, where do these followings come from? Why are they so devoted? And like nowadays, a lot of that, I was listening to Joe Bunn podcast and they were talking about the album rollout just being what you tweet. Like it's just you're on Twitter or Instagram. That's the rollout. And you look at Future, Future's rollout for High Off Life is just him tweeting seven times. Now, nowadays, it's like, yeah, I just put out a few tweets, but that only works if you have a following. It only works if you have a following. And, and like, I think back to all these, like, MF Doom gets a, a lot of engagement on Twitter and Instagram. Everyone loves MF Doom. Where's MF Doom been? He's not in the charts. He's never been in the charts. I, he makes incredible music. I'm not saying that. I'm not shitting on MF Doom. Great fucking artist. Deserves the engagement. What about AZ? AZ doesn't get shit. Like, there are artists from the 90s that were making incredible music. They're not getting engagement. Mm. And DMX is another example. DMX just doesn't get the engagement online. So my question, I guess, to Charlie is, do you have any insight on this? Why is one artist up and one artist isn't? Like, I don't... Is it the social media generation? Is it label push? Like, it doesn't seem to be label push. But do you have any thoughts on why one artist has this cult following and then another artist... Like, look, Rakim, no one even talks about Rakim anymore. But if you post about Slick Rick, people won't talk about Slick Rick. Why is that? I I don't understand that. Uh, 
It's funny you say uh, it's funny you say someone like AZ because that dude's literally he dropped like two projects last year. I didn't even notice. Did not even notice. I didn't even come from a wire. Right, you know, I follow I follow some pe I follow some people that you know are supposed to be about that you know kind of like you know throwback uh, not even throwback but like you know classic artists in that sense. But bro, like I, I didn't hear a peep. He dropped two albums last year, and I think he's dropping one this year as well. Like so. And I think the question you asked is a bit <laughs> uh, is a bit broad, uh, but I'll try. Um, I know, yeah. Uh, bro, I think honestly, like uh, it kind of it kind of, there's there's a theoretical element to this that I haven't that I can't I can't quite name right now. Um, but I feel like there's a uh, mimetic quality to the people that you've named that have a, you know, cult following, like Future is in memes, um, MF Doom and Slick Rick, you know, wear a mask and an eye patch respectively, you know, and they look, they look different, right? Rakim right now looks like, you know, just a, just any old New York OG, basically. Like, you know, he wears, he wears some baggy jeans, you know, he wears his kit, uh, tracksuit maybe something like that and you know he just looks like a regular new york og right slick rick's wearing suits and a freaking diamond crusted eye patch you're gonna notice that kind of shit mf doom mm. is always wearing that mask mm. right so there's a i think there's a meme quality to it um to to mm. to these people that give that cult following um but then again there's someone like you know uh brock hampton for example i think is a really good case study for this kind of shit because they dropped three albums in one year, right? And that shit just blew up from a cult perspective. And now they have that cult following. And they had the cult following beforehand, obviously. Um, you know, obviously before the saturation albums. But that's when it really became a thing for them. But they don't have... What, what Do they have a gimmick? Uh, or I don't, know, I don't want to say gimmick, but they have. do they have mimetic qualities like I'm trying to put forward here? I don't think so. You know, they have mm. a couple good rappers. I don't think so. Um, they have, you know, Kevin Abstract, who you know is obviously uh, homosexual, and so for some reason that's a thing still these days in terms of conversation. <gasps> oh, he, he he talked about sucking dick. <gasps> oh, you know, what I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, that maybe that may be meta quality for some people. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, maybe Doge Cat can ask me. Hey, um, so you know. Mm. Uh, I th- I think there's a thing there, um, in terms of mimetic quality. Um, uh, I I think, but I think there's plenty more to that kind of thing, and I, that doesn't even answer. I mean, I tried to answer, I guess, with Rock Kim's like Rick, but even in that, it's like, you know, just a little bit different. But um, yeah, man, it's it's a deep one. Um, I I feel like there's a lot of research that needs to be put in this kind of thing. Um, I do think meme culture is a is a part of this. Um, I think yes, definitely. people either wanting to be and because here's the thing, right? And this is something that irks me. Um, you know, you guys love to talk about MF Doom, right? Love, 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 love to talk about MF Doom, right? But I don't know. I I feel I feel like some of it's very fickle. You know, what I mean, I feel like people like the 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 idea of MF Doom. And they hear, like, you know, a few songs here and there. They may be listening to the albums constantly. Maybe. Maybe, right? 
But like you said, dude doesn't chart nowhere, dude, dude doesn't do any numbers. So what's what's the deal with that? So you guys like to talk about him but not support him in that way? It's just like, what? It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't correlate. So I feel like there's some, there's a missing link in that sense. Um, you know, for people like Brockhampton I, I, and like, you know, Ob Future from back in the day, that shit made sense because, you know, Tyler got a Grammy off. And, uh, well, not got nominated for a Grammy uh, you know, for for Goblin, I think it was, or for Yonkers especially, uh, I think that was the, the, I think it was the song award, um, so yeah, you know, that's something, that's, that's, you know, that's a cult following, and, you know, he looked so out of place in that, <laughs> that particular moment, um, I don't know what the, who, who else was up for that nomination, but it was like, these songs, and then the fucking Yonkers, it's just odd, um, but yeah, I, I feel like there's a missing link for some of these people, and uh, for some I can explain, you know, I can explain Odd Future, I think, you know, I think it's easy to explain that kind of cult following, um, you know, you can add social media to that point as well, and you can add, do that for the same with, like, someone like Brockhampton, um, but obviously it doesn't make the case for Slick Rick, obviously, um, but apparently everyone loves Slick Rick, <laughs> who knew, um, so, and that's not even shitting on Slick Rick, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad people are you know, taking account that uh, Slick Rick is, you know, one of the greats, and, you know, same for MF Doom, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm more turning the, turning the uh, magnifying glass, like, so, so to speak, like, on the fans here, like, I don't know what, how, how Why? I can pinpoint those, yeah, like, it, it is, a, there's a lot going there, and I feel like I can't quite pinpoint the deal there, <laughs> so, yeah, long-winded answer, but, uh, I've done my best. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is that we're trying to we're trying to understand it from a musical standpoint, and the answer is it's not the music. It's not about the music. I mean, it can be at some point, like um, yeah, I don't, I really don't think it is. Yeah, I mean, there are probably some artists out there. I'm not gonna because Lupe ain't going nowhere. <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, it's not about the it's like not what? about the the music. And people give Lupe his props, but it's not. He doesn't go viral. He doesn't go crazy. So, and then look at someone like Earl. Earl was all, and it's the odd future effect. Like, very interesting, very interesting case study. But I think the the takeaway from that is it's not the music quality or the type of music unless it's, like, very memeable. I think it's everything extraneous to that, I think, is the uh, definitely the answer to that question. Um, all right, man. Strap yourself in for this last one because uh, we're talking about... <laughs> And talk about misogyny and hip hop. So, I wrote an article in 2014 actually about this, and I was like, "Why is misogyny and hip hop still a thing? Why is it still happening? Don't get it. Don't understand." I mean, we have done an episode on female. We've done an episode on female rap. Um, You guys could check that out from yeah, episode four or something like that. Really, really early episode. But carry on. It's a good app. Um, So, talking to someone, uh, a new person, a new person that I met a couple of weeks ago, and. When I told her that I about hip hop numbers and what it is that I do, you know, she went a bit quiet for a couple of days, and then she came back to me and she said, "Oh, because we were talking about like how uh, people emotionally connect with different genres," and I said, "With hip hop, I'd you know, it's a different kind of emotion. Like it's escapism, it's uh, entertainment. Like it's uh, it's not so much. Oh, I'm feeling the exact same way. Like pop music. Oh, this artist really gets me. It's like I'm really entertained by this story." And I said, but the misogyny, I, I don't get. Like, I was like, I don't. No one can connect emotionally to that. Like, it's 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 garbage. 
And she was like, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to be one of those people who like like the misogyny in, in hip hop. And I was like, who the fuck likes the misogyny in hip hop? Like it's something you put up with. It's something that you beat your head against the wall trying to tell people like this is not the way to go about rapping. Uh, but it exists, man. It still exists, still so mm. prevalent. And the, the, the thing that really struck me about it is because now I'm starting to listen to so much underground music and you might think that the underground is vastly different to the mainstream. That's not true at all. I would say ninety percent of the music, ninety percent of the music I listen to is just mimicking what's happening in the mainstream right now because they're trying to get mainstream. Yes, there's a a small group of the underground who are making completely separate music, and we know them. We know Coda. We know them. Like they're not charting because they're ex- like explicitly making different music to what is charting right now. They're doing it on purpose. But the other 90% are just doing what the mainstream is doing. So if I'm listening to some rapper talking about fucking a bitch's face every fucking week in the underground on just about every album I listen to, it's because everyone is doing it in the goddamn mainstream. And I just, it's 2020 for fuck's sake, man. Like I don't, that's why Coda's album was such a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh wow, you actually respect women and understand women and care about women and don't, you, they're not an object to you. It's not a status symbol. You're not trying... Everyone... This whole idea of, I, I stole your bitch. Bro, what the fuck is that shit? What is that? Like, they did a whole pod... They do podcast mm. episodes on this on Joe Biden podcast about Dirty Mackin' where you're, you know, you're a girl is dating someone and you're, like, secretly undermining their relationship. So, you know, he, she might come to you with a concern... And then you're just like, oh, yeah, fuck that guy. Like, fuck that guy. He's not treating you right. You deserve better. That's dirty macking. And they're, neg- they're critical of yeah. that. But these, these hip-hop, it's just like, I stole your bitch. Uh, I'm better than you. It's a status thing, man. It's like, I slept with your woman, so now I'm better than you. The woman is just like an object that you've just used for friction. I just don't fucking get it i don't know why the fuck it still exists in 2020 i don't know who is actually out here treating women like this i don't know and i know so many women who don't listen to hip-hop explicitly because of this and how the fuck could they don't be critical of women who don't listen to rap because how the fuck are they listening to them just being objectified in every song and it's and and you know i i went through future's album with a fine tooth comb like the savage bars etc etc and you might think that Future is part of this trend. He is to an extent, but there's levels to it. Like he's a little bit different. Like his savagery is more emotional savagery, or it's not so much. It's not so much. It's but with others, it's so vile and so explicit and so like, it's so centered around just smashing and pounding and beating the pussy up and all this bullshit. Future is a little bit different, but he's still in that cu- that class. I would hope that we would get to future. This is how bad things are. I would hope that we would get to futures level in the next couple of years. Then we can progress from there. We're not even there yet. I I uh, I think it's gotten worse. I actually think it's gotten worse over the last ten years because I listen to heaps of nineties music and heaps of two thousands music. It's really not as bad as it is now. It's so fucking prevalent. Little Uzi Vert, oh, bro, come on, man. Some of the stuff on his album was just... <sighs> what do we do with this, Charlie? Like, I don't understand. Like, I find it t- struggle to listen to some hip-hop music because of this. You know? Um, okay, so I'm going to give 
like, like probably like two points, and hopefully you just stick it there because <laughs> uh, this could this definitely out of the four topics we've talked about, you know, this episode, this one's probably the closest to it could have been an hour. Um, I would, s- I'll, I'll start with, um, I guess, just how we are from as a society. Um, there's a uh, there's a book um, that I've read, but um, recently released by Miss uh, Adrian Lawrence, and she. But it's basically a book on you know sexual harassment in the workplace, and um, I only say that partly because I feel like a lot of people should read it just off the face of that. It's um, and who she is. She's a very fascinating woman. But um, on the face of that, I want to just I want to just split it to go into the fact like you know how we live our lives, right? Where uh, say if it's like, I don't know, school or a workplace or just a somewhere where men and women are communing in some fashion, right? I feel like there are some times in most of our lives and, you know, this is a systemic thing, that's basically what I'm saying. It's all, system- it's all a offshoot of systemic, uh, what's the word, hegemony, I think is the word, uh, where basically patriarchy, you know, you, you've heard that word, you've probably heard that word before, but um, it's just like, it's a, it's an offshoot of that, you know, we, 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 this is a male dominated society in everywhere, <laughs> the whole world basically, um, and while, while most people, even in this case in rap, you know, when they talk about those kind of things, you know, then they go home to to their wife and kids. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like That's they're the they're in the booth thing. talking about this shit. And you know, you know, there's people like you know people like a Snoop Dogg, for example, right? Not the not the most audacious these days, um, no. and not the dirtiest, uh, not the dirtiest ever. But you know, we we know him for that kind of known for those kind of bars. You know, he he's 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 pervading that you know throughout his career. Bro has a bro has ain't he a granddad? <laughs> like. I think he's like, been what? married since like oh uh, two. It's, it's like, my guy. You, you ain't doing this shit no more. Yeah. Yeah, like bro, you ain't doing this shit no more. Like, it's, I mean, if you are, then there's, there's a serious problem in your life that you need to rectify. You know, um, it's like it's the same whenever I hear you know someone like a uh, I don't know Juicy J, and I'm like, my guy, how old are you? Like, yeah, that's you still. You're still doing this? Like, I really? Okay. E40s yeah, one so, too. E40 I mean, it's does just. It. I feel like that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, guys, you ain't doing this no more. It's, it's, I, you know, I'd, I'd even, I'd understand in a way if you were doing it back in the day, because you probably were, right? But not now. You know, families and shit, like fucking chill. Um, for for people like you know Blueface and stuff like that, you know, there was a video going around mm, for like uh, Blueface video. was like, uh, basically. Uh, him and his like kid, her, her, his kid or something, and like her, his baby mum was like he, he locked her out, and she was like threatening to break down the door, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So you know, while he's talking about that kind of stuff, he's clearly living it. Yeah. I'd rather have someone live yeah. it in that front. In that front, I'm still not listening to it. Just want to say that I'm still not listening to Blueface. Still not going to. But you know, I I get it. At least I get it because he's he's clearly living that life. It's a terrible life. Um, in some, in many ways, but um, it's his life. Do what you please. Um, but yeah, it's and another thing is just I think you know, offshooting back to another episode, you know, the major label episode. I think it's that as well, um, because it's so easy. 
for people to get a major label deal these days. If you have one popping song, you get that deal, and you, you know, you, you're told you're, you might be told to be talking about this kind of shit, um, or you might be building your whole career before you even get off the ground of this kind of shit because it sells, right? If we stop, if we stop consuming this shit, then there you go. And, you know, I, did, I said I'd leave it a two, but here's a third one. The audience. Like, yeah. why are you guys listening to That's this? That's the thing. Like, you, you, surely you guys respect women in some fashion, right? Right? And I'm talking to the dudes here, you know? Right? Do you respect women? So, why do you listen to Blueface? <laughs> why do you listen to 6 9 Why do you listen to, you know, name, name male rap here? You know? It is a it's a question, and you have to put the mirror on yourself in that fashion, um, and you know, I, it's also you know a case of just like it's entertaining, um, you know, it's, it's, if it bop, if it hits, if the beat slaps, then you don't, and you know, like like we've said many episodes, lyrics are not starting to count for that much these days. People are just here for the vibe. Um, <laughs> and uh, the beats and the lyrics aren't so intricate, um, and that doesn't, you know, uh, ex well, what's the word? Um, Expunge. That doesn't exclude the fact that you know they're still saying, "Helly, yeah." Um, they're saying this damaging shit, but you know, some people just don't listen to it for that, and you know, and that's. But you still have to, at some point, just look it, look in the mirror, and go like. I listen to this, 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 and this, and I'm just, and, you know, maybe you should ask yourself, why do you listen to this? And, you know, it can be an overall conversation of, like, why do people listen to, um, you know, pussy pop music, or, you know, uh, get money, fuck bitches uh, music, and why aren't you guys listening to, you know, some bit of soul food? Um, you know, stuff, you know, stuff that I can happily that i've constantly talked about from from many artists that you know don't talk about that, that you know can talk about love and talk about relationships but do it in a mature way like why why won't you listen to that in that sense you know that, that can it can be it could be i can easily go down that road but, but i won't <laughs> for the sake of time uh, but yeah i think it's just a lot of case of audience the audience has to look in the mirror um i'm definitely feeling that there's a whenever you know, eyes trying to get on the come up, you know, if it, people like this music, and they appease to it, and, you know, I think, I think you posted a currency quote, uh, I think today or whatever, where it was like, you know, they, you make music, so you can do other things, you know what I mean, or someone commented like that, some, something like that, people make, the, people make the music, and the money comes afterwards, mm. do they, do some of these people care about what the music they make, probably not, Maybe not. So, you know, there's it can be that as well. Um, and, you know, obviously, lastly, patriarchal society, etc., etc. All them ethics. We can go down that road if we want, but probably we, we, we shall not. <laughs> that, that's deep. <laughs> that, that first point you made is the is the Well, it's, I mean, this is the although point you made a, a, a salient and, and relevant. That first point about it being so systemic and so entrenched is... You know, my experience uh, yep. growing up playing team sports, uh, working in male-dominated industries and laboring and stuff like that, and just being around 
a lot of men, you know, 500, 1,000 men from age 17 or 16 through to age 25 and having conversations, group conversations with men, that's how they talk about women. I'm sorry to say it if you're listening right now and you don't know this, that's how they talk about women in these groups. And I, I doubt very much that they all feel that way about women. Because I know, and this is not a it's not a proud moment in my history. I was a I was a douchebag back in when I was 18, 19. I was an alcoholic, womanizing loser. And I didn't I, I participated in those conversations. I didn't feel that way about women. I actually really loved women back then and I, I hope that I respected them. Um I may have not treated them in the best way, like cheating is not great, all those things. But the way that we spoke about women in those those male-dominated groups was exactly how rappers speak about women on these songs. Not exactly. It wasn't as it wasn't as like uh vile. It wasn't as like, you know, uh packaged, what's the right packaged word? Packaged the yeah. yeah, we didn't we didn't just drop 16 bars. We weren't ciphering off, you know, in these things. But like I remember one day and uh I was working on a roof and I was singing some song and this woman walked down below. She was pretty attractive. And she's like, oh, you have a really good singing voice. And so my friend said to me under his breath, yeah, I'd like to see her sing on my dick. And I was just like, what? Like she just literally was being nice. Like she was trying to be nice. But I laughed. I laughed, man. I laughed. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And that's just the conversations so so you're right it's a systemic thing and that's why there's there's an audience for it because this is how people are interacting when they're in these big groups of men they go home to their wife and kids at the end of the the workday and then they're they're loving parents so uh, it's you're right it could be an hour topic but you what you said about shining a mirror on why you're listening to that kind of music is essential so i don't think it's bad for you to listen to that kind of music like i listen to one of my favorite songs is yuck by two chains or bands make a dance by juicy j there's some really bad bars in there man some really bad bars but i look at myself in the mirror and i'm like man i love women and since i turned 24 i've always treated women with respect dignity and i'm not saying i didn't respect them earlier i mean i fucking cheated i was a douche or not 24 maybe 19 19 definitely 20 was a was a turning point i got into my first serious relationship at 20 so that's when i changed um but then i look in the mirror and i'm like you know what man i can listen to this stuff because it doesn't affect me it's not it's this is not how i feel about women i don't agree with it but i'm not going to promote it i'm not going to go rapping about it. i'm not going to say hey listen to this song let's treat women like bitches you know but at the same time if you're listening to that music and, and it's resonating with you it's resonating with you and you're posting the lyrics up on twitter or myspace back in the day or whatever you're doing and you're like yeah this is how i feel man take a look in the fucking mm. mirror that's not how the world is. Mm. That's not how you shouldn't be. Yep. Those shouldn't be resonating with you. Those bars, you know, you shouldn't be going. Uh, I don't know what. I can't even think of a, a verse off the top of my head or a bar off the top of my head. There's a billion of them, but you just it shouldn't be resonating with you. And if it is, Charlie's right. Take a look in the mirror. Think about why. Think about how what your relationship with women is and how you feel about women and why you feel that way. And think about women. Think about them. Just think about how they feel, why they feel. Like that woman that day, she was just saying a nice thing to me. Imagine if she'd heard what that guy said. Ruin her fucking day, bro. Ruin her day. Objectified immediately for being nice. That's fucked. 
that's so fucked. That's not cool. It's not cool at all. So I think you're right, man. Just think about what you, why you're listening to music and be aware. Be aware. You don't have to stop listening to hip-hop. We're not going to stop listening to hip-hop. Just be fucking aware, man, and don't promote that shit. Yeah, <coughs> yeah for sure. All right, we shall leave it there. Um, that's a salient point on all, on all fronts. Uh, do you want to hop to a light note? Yeah, have you got one? I do, and it's a challenge, and I purposely didn't tell you for this. Uh, I was for wondering where the so challenge was. As soon as I ask you, um, ha, um, so the challenge is uh, name as many artists as you feel um, that you could create a top name whatever number. Um, a, a substantial number, but I'd say like 25, 50, whatever, depending on their catalogue, um, where you feel like you can rank their songs uh, or do like a top 25, top 50 of their of songs uh, for that particular artist and you like genuinely feel like you are, you know, you're, you're educated in this uh. particular artist. So like, you know, I can do a top 50, I can do a top 25 on, you know, gangster or whatever but it's not going to be educated you know what i mean I so think about it what artists do you think you could do a genuinely substantial ranked songs list um of okay let me go through it uh obviously jay-z eminem kanye easy top th- uh kendrick easy earl tyler uh outcast biggie nas Jadakiss, uh, let me think a little bit harder about it. What's more recent artists? I think I would probably get to 10 to 15. I don't think I could go beyond that. Uh, Ice Cube probably, but, but only because I went back into his discography. Um, Ghostface, I could do. I've listened to him extensively. Um, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one because I feel like there wouldn't be a huge amount like if you really dug into it. Because you know what I discovered when I was doing the... the, I did the Kanye versus Jay-Z versus thing, right? And I put up my versus. And and what I've realized running hip-hop numbers is, fuck, it's so much easier analyzing an artist that I know really, really well. It's so easy. I know the lyrics already. It takes like (laughs) a quarter of the time to analyze their discography because I'm like... Did he say that there? I'm like, I already fucking know. Mm. But when I'm I'm diving into a new artist, I find it mm. difficult, you know, it's a steep learning curve. So I would say 10, 10 artists I could probably do that for. Okay. That's more than me. <laughs> Who have you got? I thought you'd get at least five in, but that's that's fair. Um Kendrick, uh Little Sims, uh Common. Um Maybe Rhapsody, maybe. I'm a bit half and half. I feel like I need to like listen to her older stuff more, um, especially mixtapes-wise. Um, I love her albums, uh, but I think that's obviously scratching the surface. That's the point of the challenge. So, you know, um, XB for sure. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say about four, maybe five. Um, trying to think of trying to think of others um but yeah no in terms of like you know i can name like you know like 25 25 for kendrick and little sims for sure uh 15 for probably like common um maybe 10 for rhapsody i guess and then 
passed out. I mean, there's no, no really any point in, in terms of this challenge. But yeah, I'd say about four, maybe five. I could keep going, man. I could do Wayne. I could do Nikki. I could do Lupe. I could do Cuddy. I was just thinking as you were talking, like, I got a lot, man. I could do I could do Lil B, as crazy as that sounds. I could definitely do Lil B. Um, I could Wrong. do Nelly. I could do fucking Nelly easy in my sleep. Pause. Um, there's fuckloads, man. Oh man, I don't know because I listen to. I'm I'm 31, so I listen. To, I've been listening to music since I was like hip hop since I was like 13, 12. So I guess that's that's yeah. the difference. Like, and and I'm a voracious consumer of music. Like, I listen to so much fucking music. MF Doom, I could definitely do. Um. That's interesting, but that's very interesting. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't have many on their list. I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like yeah, because I feel not. like people would love would like say plenty of eyes. But I'm like, you know, so so yeah. Imagine that you're making a top twenty five. You're ranking these songs, right? Um, would people in your fan base feel the same way? You know what I mean? Or would they be like, bro, you missed this deep cut? Like da 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 da. Like you know, song. It it, it goes down to that. Like songs that. You know, I can name a couple of songs from like Kendrick's EP mixtape days that nobody else, well, nobody else, like other people, regular average Joe hasn't listened to. But, you know, I could make a case for it being better than, you know, uh, several tracks off Damn or, you know, this track off Good Kimansi, I'll leave that off. You know, you can, there's only so many artists I feel like that people can actually, you know, break it down like that and Skype go to their real early shit or really obscure shit and just go like, bro, if you haven't listened to that, like, are you even a da-da-da fan? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, um, I feel like people put on, um, a lot for that kind of stuff. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know all their person music. I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> it just seems disingenuous sometimes. So yeah, I just always wonder like how many artists like truthfully could like someone do a genuine like songs list of because I feel like songs list always the um always the hardest. Like if anyone can rank albums, but like I feel like to go deep into like songs and like trying to you know break it down in that sense, it's 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 a challenge, especially to rank that shit. It's, yeah, that shit sounds. It's hard, and that's why I don't rank songs on my, when I do my yearly songs list because I just don't want to. That's too. That's too long. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Digging Digits. I've been Charlie Taylor of the Fifth Element. I've been Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers. Uh, we hope to see you again next week because we're gonna be here every other week. Always here. Every other week until we get that Joe Rogan money. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> but, uh, until. Uh, hope you have a good week ladies and gentlemen always always try and do the same but until the next time take it easy ladies and gentlemen alright peace Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter the show was edited by me music for the show is Pizza and Video Games by Bonus Points thanks to your breakers for the video to use Socials for the fifth element, hip hop by numbers, bonus points, and chill breakers will be in the full show notes wherever you're listening. This has been a fifth element podcast network and hip hop by numbers collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us. We'll just see you next time on Digging in the Digits.